Welcome to Keep the Torah, a new podcast focusing on the word of Elohim God and how one may walk right before our Father in the heavenlies. We are now into our second podcast, thanks be to the Master Yahuwah, in bringing my attention to an app called Anchor, making it easy for us to air these segments in which to encourage you by. A little bit from the previous podcast. In our former podcast, we shared our intent of these podcasts, how I was a former Christian, the point of repentance, and how Elohim revealed His ways to me while I was in sin. As well, I revealed to the audience that my life was greatly affected by my choices not to marry and swing to the age of 39. I was a big-time adulterer before the Master. And this podcast, number two, if the Master permits, we will cover the following segments. Segment number one, a letter to my childhood atheist friend. Segment number two, the myth understanding of law and grace. Segment number three, the reward of a son. Segment four, why David was not allowed to build the temple. Segment five, righteous is as righteous does. Segment six, the laws of Elohim didn't start at Sinai. childhood atheist friend. Hopefully by my example you may also reach some of your friends who need encouragement and reminders of how precious life really is. My dear friend, I believed Christianity because it was taught to me from a boy. I believed it blindly so as to have no shame or doubt. 
For we know that if we are not 110% for something, then we may fail in our half-committed efforts against the odds. I learned this theory from driving 4x4 through the woods and through big mud holes which held no labels to their depths. If we aren't going to commit, then we could get stuck. We could turn back, but why did we come thus far? So, we go for it, but hesitate and sink to the bottom. Then while stuck, we think, why didn't I, I gun it with full force? Why did I doubt? Now I am in this despair I dreadfully feared. By this point, you know that I have challenged what I believe by continuing to read and verify if what I was told was truth. I challenge some of the core beliefs of Christianity, even the requirement of keeping the commandments, and found that Christianity rejects the faith of Elohim, God, because the commandments which either save or condemn us have been removed. As you know, I do believe we are created. I look around and see the evidence of what we could never replicate, though we, in our pride, may have tried to do so. When we take a seed already made from a previous fruit to dry it and put it in the ground, with water does it not sprout into another tree? We are watching this occur before our eyes with the dirt we have been given by whom I trust and believe in. In Northern America, it does not so easy, it, excuse me, it is not so easy to grow, but here in the Philippines, tossing your seed outside after eating the fruit begins new life and it grows into another plant. The water's edge seems determined for even if the moon were to become a little closer to the earth, the edges would transgress and flood our coastal towns. But if it go a little further away, the sea would have no cleansing tides. The very idea that we can sleep and be woken up again in the morning as if to get into a time machine and exit without recalling the time within is some bit of a mystery but we all experience it but not all consider it if you've been following my trail of posts you'll know that I gave up a lot of things in life to serve my Elohim in total faith not as the churches sing about but to actually commit that 4 by 4 to prevail the swamp of despair that stood before me. If I believe, then why do I hesitate? And if I don't believe, then why am I unsettled? I chose to commit and see if what they say about Elohim is true or not. If we give up everything, will he be there? If I accidentally fall over a cliff and grab hold of a root, will I let go if told to? 
can I fall back and know that there is an Elohim watching me? Am I the one guarding me from danger, or is it him? As a little boy, I ran from things I didn't like. In the process of running away, who was it that was putting light on the path or making the path for me to run away on? Surely if the God of the universe is so strict as the focal point of atheism seems to orbit around, why would he provide a path for me to run away on? For even chicken farmers have a cage for their birds to keep from losing their investments and maximizing their egg production and meat. How much more we are that we would that he would let us run free and without a cage as if we may willingly cage ourselves of our own will. Is it not for our own benefit that we may begin to question his goodness to us while we run from him? I think that you and I will agree on the chaos of Christianity by the virgin birth, Trinity doctrines, once saved, always saved, imputed righteousness, and many other theologies not found within the earlier context of Christianity or Messianic Judaism. However, I do believe the creation account of the world, mankind, established laws, children of obedience or disobedience, the test of faith, and the promise of life to those who choose to stop running churn and willfully surrender for a better reward. I believe it because it happened to me when I disposed of my lukewarm belief. As you know, Christianity only goes back to around 70 to 120 AD, and this period is relatively silent, though the Christian forefathers claim it goes back to Abraham, even claiming the apostles were Christian which they were not, but Jews. The Pharisees claimed Abraham was their father in Matthew 23, but they didn't do the works of Abraham, so Abraham was not their father. Christianity can do the same and make claims that things done for God are Christian. In this sense, it is not a biological connection, but more of a teacher and student relationship. It really depends what flavor of the word Christian we refer to. Christianity, you'd think, is about Messiah. Another term I've learned is messianism, or words that describe what you are because of the center of what you believe. But the way of the Israelites goes back to the beginning. I've learned in my study of the Bible and history that Messiah is not the center of the universe, but is the central worship figure of Christianity. But Yahuwah, the Father, is. Why worship the work of Yahuwah when we ought to thank Him who made the work and brought forth a payment for our mistakes, a path to run from and run back to Him on? If Elohim God didn't love us, then he wouldn't have given us a runway to fly away on and no way to land again. I believe he sent his prophet into the world to show us the path, like an electrician who feeds a wire through a complicated wall 
to pull the electrical wire back through, for it can't make it on its own without getting bent and gnarled up. Many believe perversions of the truth today, and I'm not sure which perversion you reject, or if you reject the idea altogether that there is a God who loves us, but I still wish to encourage you to consider anything you may have not considered in your life every day which so easily slips by us because of our attitudes towards life. Since I've shared a lot here, you may imagine I copied or pasted, but I, I did write this all today, and I hope only to encourage you to the ways of eternal life, though at this time you may not like it or agree. The Master used other people to consider things I didn't consider before, while I even persecuted them for it. As time passed, I considered those things I once hated and despised and began to find value in wisdom. For who in their right mind will turn away wisdom? As your friend, there seems no other importance in life as first priority than to bring you to be at peace with the Creator that he may bless you and put your feet on rock. Hopefully you notice that I'm not Christian in my persuasion, for there is no purpose to Messiah if at first the fear of Elohim is not established in our minds. One of the memories I have of you is that you taught me about computers when I wasn't really familiar with them. I remember getting an old HP board from you that was dead and trying to play with it as if it may work for me. Later in life, after learning most of that stuff, I obtained employment at an internet hosting company and found it ironic that you were working at McDonald's and begged you to get a job where I was to better fit your skill. My friend, like you didn't belong at McDonald's, I hope to convince you that you don't belong in the state of doubting God when, as you can see, he is the God of life and even our path to run away on and return. Your friend, Jordan. The misunderstanding of law and grace. I feel led to post this update as we are actively defending the faith of Yahuwah, the Father, and His Lamb, Yahusha Messiah. When we defend the law of Elohim God, many misunderstand us in thinking we are trying to save ourselves. Well, we can't save ourselves after failing one time. Only keep the faith, which is the commandments, and this obedience 
finds favor so that we will be declared righteous by Yahuwah through Yahusha Messiah. For by grace are ye saved through faith and not of yourselves. It is the gift of Elohim. Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. I used to think faith was a feeling, but soon found out that faith or belief is a decision in keeping the commandments. Romans 10, 8. Deuteronomy 30, 14. Ephesians is really saying that by grace are we saved through obedience to the commandments and not of animal sacrificing or sin penalties. It is the gift of Elohim. If I were to compare this to something we may relate to, it is like the speed limit or seatbelt laws for drivers on the roadways. Say I had two or three tickets for no seat belt and another for reckless driving. There's no way for me to pay the fine because I don't have anything the justice system requires except one thing. Stop speeding and put your seat belt on and they will cancel my fines. So can I say I paid my fines to save myself? Well, no. They are paid with the grace which in this case is from the justice system. So now I drive with my seatbelt on and keep the speed down to the law so that by this obedience the justice system will overlook my past disobedience. This is how the Bible explains it in Ezekiel 18:27-28. And when the wrong turns away from the wrong which he has done and he does right ruling and righteousness he keeps himself alive because he sees and turns away from all the transgressions which he has done. He shall certainly live, he shall not die. We get grace when we start keeping the commandments. That's how we get grafted in. Romans 11. Matthew 19:17. If you wish to enter into life, keep the commandments. May Yahuwah be with the set-apart ones. The Reward of a Son It was a parable-like story floating about the internet for some time now that goes something like this. The son desires a sports car. The father promises the son the sports car. The father secretly buys the sports car and places the keys inside a Bible and presents the gift to his son. The son is disappointed by the Bible and wonders where the sports car is. The father dies at some point, and the son finally opens the Bible and finds the keys to the sports car. Many of us will never come to opening wisdom, and we will miss out on the reward our Heavenly Father has promised for all those who trust and obey Him. However, it is us who misses out, 
and we don't seek first his kingdom. Proverbs 8, 10 through 11, Accept my discipline and not silver, and knowledge rather than choice gold. For wisdom is better than rubies, and all delights are not comparable to her. Doing the will of the Father is more important than temporary pleasures here on earth that will soon pass. Doing the will of the Father will get us more than temporary treasures which pass away, but an eternal crown. For those of us all who failed to keep His laws at some point, if we trust His atonement for those sins in Messiah and go sin no more, then this is a sweet offering and pleasing to our Master. Righteous is as righteous does. Malachi 3.17-18 And they shall be mine, says Yahuwah of hosts, on the day that I prepare a treasured possession, and I shall spare them as a man spares his own son who serves him. Then you shall again see the difference between the righteous and the wrong, between one who serves Elohim and one who does not serve him. Matthew 7:15 to 20 But beware of the false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are savage wolves. By their fruits you shall know them. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every good tree yields good fruit, but a rotten tree yields wicked fruit. A good tree is unable to yield wicked fruit and a rotten tree to yield good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, by their fruits you shall know them. The laws of Elohim didn't start at Mount Sinai. 
If the laws given through Moshe by Elohim didn't exist until Mount Sinai, then why is Elohim distinguishing for Noah between clean and unclean animals, animal pairings to board the ark? Genesis 7, 2-3 Of all the clean beasts, take with you seven pairs, a male and his female, and of the beasts that are unclean, two, a male and his female, and of birds of the heavens, seven pairs, male and female, to keep offspring alive on the face of all the earth. So Leviticus 11 wasn't the beginning of kosher food. Some argue that food laws are not the weightier elements of the law, but even if the small matters of the law are observed in Noah's time, then Christians are running thin on excuses to obey Elohim's commandments. Thanks for joining Keep the Torah podcast today. We hope you were encouraged by some of what we were able to share. You can find us on Facebook as Jordan Ann Peterson or by writing us on Messenger. Our icon image says in yellow printing, Make a New Heart. We are located in Bakong area of Negros Oriental, Philippines. If you're nearby and want to join us in keeping the Sabbaths of our Master, and keeping his commandments, please write us. We would love for you to join us.